Hey, what's up, guys? This is Walter, and this is the Blue versus Green show. So after probably what seems to be a long, long period of just hearing Aaron Rodgers in the news and, you know, talk of leverage, I, I got to be honest, I am sick and tired of hearing that word leverage. The, the minute that this trade goes down, I will I'll be glad to never use the word leverage ever, ever again. I mean... Just scrolling on Twitter and, and watching Packers fans talking about how the Packers have leverage and, you know, some of the insane, just really insane deal makings that some of the Packers fans are just throwing around Twitter. I mean, I've seen everything from, oh, we want your first round pick. We want your second round pick. Send us, you know, Sauce Gardner, Quinn and Williams, Jermaine Johnson. You know, I, I put on, on Twitter, I'm like, what's next? Are you going to be asking for the Statue of Liberty, the New York Ferry, 20 boxes of Brooklyn pizza? Come on, guys. Let's let's be for real here. You know, we're talking about a 39-year-old quarterback. And I don't want to hear, you know, the thought of, oh, well, you guys are desperate for a quarterback. Your quarterbacks are Christian Hackenberg and, you know, Mark Sanchez. It, that has no bearing on negotiations i'm pretty sure joe d is not answering questions about you know whether we had kenny o'brien as one of our quarterbacks way back in the in the day and that's why we have to give you a first round pick so packers nation just stop it really i mean you guys are being utterly ridiculous a 39 year old with one step out the door who may may play for us one year and you're asking for uh, two first-round picks, three second-round picks, and Robert Sala's daughters? Give me a break. That's not what, we, what we're here to talk about. Because earlier today, um, probably around noontime, we get news that the New York Jets have signed Miko Hardman from the Kansas City Chiefs to a one-year, I believe it's a, a $6 million year a deal, Okay. That was exciting news, and I, I know, you know, we're looking at it. He's not a number one. Let's let's be honest, guys. You know, he is – he was – when I heard the news, I thought that we were talking about a Braxton Berrios replacement, you know, a good number four with a, lit, a lot of speed. I mean, if you look at the measurables, this guy's right up there with Terry Kill. He runs a 4.3340 which is not that far off what Tyreek Hill is does. So, you know, he brings an insane amount of speed to that wide receiver room. And you know what? He's probably going to play on special teams. Um, he's probably going to be a guy that either returns punts or kicks. But with that speed factor, that brings yet another facet to the Jet offense that started when we brought in Alan Lazard. So now we have... You know, Garrett Wilson, who is pretty much entrenched as our number one guy. Um, we have Alan Lazard, who is a perfect complement to him in the end zone, in the red zone. Go up, throw the ball, let him go get it. Let him cook, so to speak. Um, and Elijah Moore. Oh, wait a second. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. And the reason I pause is because less than an hour later, we also get the news, uh, I believe it was broken by Adam Schefter, um, that Elijah Moore 
along with the third round pick of the New York Jets, was traded today to Cleveland for their second round pick, which is a 42nd. So as it stands right now, for the for the third time in three years with the Jets, the Jets now have three picks in the top 50, which is amazing. Just completely amazing. But it comes at the expense of Elijah Moore. So right now we're, we're standing with, in the first round, the 13th pick of the draft. And in the second round, we have both the 42nd and the 43rd. Now, when the the trade originally happened, um, I think like most Jets fans, we're like, it was it was just shock because we're literally coming off of picking up uh, a pretty decent player in McCole Hardman. You know, I, he's 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 exciting just for the speed aspect alone. But then right after that, we hear the Elijah Morris guy, and Elijah Moore, two year guy, been with the Jets, shown flashes of really exciting play. So my initial thought was, wow, you know, it would have been awesome to see a wide receiver room um, that is catching balls from Aaron Rodgers, a wide receiver room that was including Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Elijah Moore, Miko Hardman, Corey Davis. That was exciting but then after the initial shock kind of set in um i started thinking about it a little bit more and just fans let's not forget who elijah moore showed himself to be last year because as 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 exciting of a player that we thought we were getting in year one we kind of saw what elijah moore could possibly be for us in year two. And it wasn't a good look. Because if you remember, right in the midst of a streak where the Jets were, I believe, either winning four out of five or in the midst of a five-game winning streak, just after, I believe, the game was when they beat the Packers, which is something that the Jets haven't done in a long time, Elijah Moore comes out and requests a trade. Talk about bad timing. Talk about not reading the room. Talk about not a good look on the player's side where your team is all bought in and your team is winning and your takeaway is I'm not getting enough balls. And we also had that very public display of anger to with um michael floor during practice and we also have robert sala saying we let him leave to calm down and then proceeded not to play him basically for the next three games i mean i i believe he got like two targets somewhere mixed in there i think i get the sense that maybe joe douglas walked into the locker room today or whenever whenever this whole thing started and he said you know what i i like the fact that we get an additional second round pick here because if we have to turn it around and give that to make to placate green bay in the aaron Rodgers deal maybe it'd be a good idea to have an, an extra 
second round pick that if we get rid of one, we still have our first rounder and we still have a second round where we can get impactful players here. And he, he probably looked at that and he said, you know what? We are bringing in people here. We're bringing playmakers. We're bringing guys that want to be here. Is Elijah Moore all in? Or is he going to be one of these guys where come week four or five and we're winning games, uh, presumably Aaron Rodgers is here, and we're winning games, and the ball is getting thrown around all over the place. And maybe Elijah Moore goes a week without getting a catch. Or maybe Elijah Moore gets four targets in a game. We've already seen this happen once last year. Who's to say it's not going to happen again? And I think Joe Douglas said, you know what? I don't care for the distraction. I don't care for the issues. I don't care for the problems. I'm going to have my hands full with Aaron Rodgers as it is already. I don't need Elijah Moore lurking in the corner, sitting down with a with a sour, sour face, saying, you know what? I'm not getting enough targets. I'm not involved in this offense. I need a trade. And so you know what? Thinking about it that way, I like Elijah Moore. I think he has a ton of talent. I think he'll do well in Cleveland. But you know what? I think we're we as Jet fans and we as watchers of the Jets and just the Jet organization alone, I think they're going to be fine. So initially shock with Elijah Moore. But if you think about it a little bit deeper, it kind of makes sense. And like I said, sad to go, sad to see a guy with that type of talent go. But Jets Nation, I think we're going to be okay. Let me know if you agree with me. Put some comments down below. And until next time, go Giants. And as always, go Jets.